Hello, and welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Well, today wasn't quite the podcast that I was thinking was going to get released today, but I put out a vlog that said, calm the F down, and it actually resonated with a lot of people, so I thought I would do a podcast about that topic. I was surprised at how many comments I got that were relating to the calm the F down title. And really, those who listened to the podcast were like, yeah, this is spot on. We need to slow down. We need to calm down. So let's talk about this. And I also want to give you a little bit of tools and tips and tricks to help you if by any chance you have a high sense of urgency like me. So confession, for those of you who have seen me lecture, you know I have a lot of energy. I move about quite with a high rate of speed and I'm surprised I haven't actually knocked my laptop off of a podium yet. In general, I have a high energy level, but I also have a high sense of urgency. And I wanted to kind of take you through my own journey in life from my early teenage stage until my now getting into seeing the 50s it's, it's there, I can see it. We're not quite there yet, um, but it's barreling down upon me and I don't like that number. So we won't talk about how old I am, but I'm not young. So let's talk about my own trajectory in the high sense of urgency. In my much younger years, I actually thought everything was a crisis. Everything needed to happen right here and now. And I was very blessed because I didn't grow up in the time of an internet. I grew up in a time of a computer. We had an Apple IIGS, and for those of you who might also be in the dinosaur age, congratulations, like me, where you start to look at certain numbers and in your younger years, you used to think, wow, 40 was old. Oh my gosh, my parents are so old. They're 40? Oh, that's so old. Trust me, once you get there, kids, I gotta tell you, it's not old. And then you start looking at numbers like 50 and 60. That's young. That is totally young. You'll reshape your mindset, just like all of us have. So anyway, I very much played the Oregon Trail, uh, Apple IIGS, I was addicted to computers, I loved my Nintendo, I loved uh, the originals. I mean, come on, 1980s was the best for everything, and now everything is being basically mimicked after the 1980s, so I'm really happy I grew up in the 1980s. I was addicted to Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, all of those wonderful games, but I didn't have the internet per se. And it wasn't until I was in college that I actually had someone come up to me and said, hey, there's this really cool thing. You can sign up for an email address. This will allow you to communicate with a variety of other people and students within the school. So I signed up for an email address. I didn't really know what it did, but all of a sudden I started getting emails and I would check my email box and it would be a fellow classmate or a student saying, hey, do you want to meet up and study X, Y, and Z? It was kind of cool and I thought this is pretty awesome. And then we could start searching things. That was pretty cool. Um, Then we went ahead and created MySpace pages. I know I'm really dating myself, but this was pre-Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of that stuff. We created MySpace pages. I actually created one as an alias because I wasn't entirely comfortable with social media. Regardless, starting in the 1990s, we started to get this influx of information at our fingertips. And I've always been a very anxiety-driven, high sense of urgency, everything needs to happen right now type of person. Well, now with the internet, everything was at my fingertips. If I wanted to know something, I could get the answer. If somebody said, I think X, Y, and Z, and I said, no, you're wrong, I think X, Y, and Z, I, I do that what's called a Google challenge. I go, Google challenge, we just go online, figure out who's right, who's wrong. 
I love having information and technology to my fingertips. And here's what's even crazier about me. It wasn't until probably about seven years ago that I started texting. I refused to text. My employees would try to text me and I wouldn't answer them back because I didn't want yet another type of way to communicate. I just wanted email, give me a phone call, but no, everybody was like, Amy, you gotta get on board with texting. And now unfortunately, texting has taken over my life along with instant messaging. So now I have texting, instant messaging, very rarely a phone call at this point, everything is instantaneous. And I find myself having this high sense of urgency all the time, where if I send someone an instant message through either my workplace instant message or maybe online, I expect a response immediately. And nothing drives me crazier than that stupid little bubble head that comes down, hangs out, that clearly says, I've read your message, and then there is no response. There's no response. What are they doing? They clearly saw the message. Don't they understand I have a question or I want a haha or I want a LOL or I want some type of reaction? You gave me nothing, literally nothing. You have just sat there. Your bubble head is next to my message. It means you have seen it and you did not reply immediately. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, that's the society at which we have been in. Now, one employer years ago made me take a caliper test. This is a type of behavior personality test in which employers can determine whether or not you're in the right role or exactly maybe a competency that you need to improve upon. This is gonna come of no surprise to anyone, but I actually scored 97% out of 100 on a high sense of urgency. I don't just have a high sense of urgency. Everything is an urgency. I want it done now. I want it done here. I want it done as fast as possible. And it's always an emergency. I think that was really eye-opening for me because if you had said, Amy, do you have a high sense of urgency? I would have said yes, but I didn't think it was that bad. So now I have had the opportunity to do a little bit of self-reflection and take it down and calm the F down. For some of you, you're like, oh, is that me? I wonder if I would score a 100 because I'm super competitive. And if I'm going to take a test on high sense of urgency, I want 100 out of 100. Um, not a good thing, people. Not a good thing. Because your entire life, you're trying to constantly make sure you're on top of everything and it's going to drive you crazy. I have improved my life. And so I kind of want to talk to you about the importance of calming the F down, relaxing a little bit in life, and really deciding what is an emergency or what is not an emergency. First of all, for those of you who actually work in emergency medicine, I am sorry. The reason that I am sorry is because you probably naturally have a high sense of urgency, which has brought you to emergency medicine, and that serves your patients and your clients amazingly well. Congratulations. You're exactly where you're supposed to be in veterinary medicine. You need to be in emergency medicine because you're going to react faster, you're going to make sure it gets done, and you're going to be able to work at lightning speed. Emergency medicine is definitely where you're supposed to be. And I get it because I gravitated to emergency medicine. That's why I went on and got my VTS in emergency medicine because I just really love the adrenaline rush. I loved being able to help an animal from the brink of death and fixing it. And to me, it's the most amazing epic life drama puzzle that you have to solve very quickly. You have to stabilize that patient before the disease or illness kills it. And you got to move at lightning speed. I thrive on that. I love everything about it. But that's not practical for real life. Is everything a sense of emergency? 
No. So let's talk about how to calm down and be a little bit more calmer so we don't drive everybody crazy in life, especially ourselves. And that's the most important thing. The biggest advice that I can give you is just to realize not everything is an emergency. And so I want you to take a pause. When you see the next text message that comes through, or the next instant message, or the next request of whatever it is that you need to do, I want you to stop and I want you to say, if I don't respond to this right away, what will happen? Let's, let's weigh those options. If you do not respond right away, what will happen? Is it going to be a crisis if you do not respond right away? I'm gonna give you a great example. This weekend, someone reached out to me and they said, SOS, that's how they started the instant message. SOS, Amy, need your advice on something before we have a meeting on Monday. Wasn't quite sure how to answer this person's question and I'm meeting with them and I need an answer right away. And I replied back, what is this about? Immediately replied back because I got this high sense of urgency from them. I then returned the favor by giving them back my full attention. This person proceeded to tell me that they were meeting with an employee first thing on Monday morning and that employee wanted a raise, but she didn't think this employee deserved a raise because unfortunately there were some performance-based issues. And what was my opinion on this? I thought, this is not an emergency. Like we could literally have a full conversation with that employee and say, I understand you're asking for a raise. I'm not sure at this time, I wanna consult with some more people. Yeah, you could totally do that, that's okay. But for this individual, she didn't have an answer and she didn't know what to say if this employee asked for a raise. The answer is, I don't know, let me think about it. You don't always have to have an answer for every conversation. So I want you to ask yourself, what happens if I don't immediately do this or that or respond to this or that? What's really going to happen? Why can't it be addressed later, a day or so, or two days, or two weeks later? Why can't we put it off? And if the answer is because someone's gonna die, or we're gonna miss out on a job, or we're gonna cause irreparable harm to something, then sure, jump on that, right? The reality is, is most of the demands that come across your way, they don't need to be addressed right then and there. So first is recognition. If I do not respond right away, what will happen? And the answer to that is generally nothing. Nothing will happen. It'll eventually get taken care of, but it's probably not an emergency. And I know for some of you, you're thinking, oh, my friends or family are gonna not like me. They're gonna think I'm a terrible friend. They're gonna think I'm a terrible boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife. If they really love you, all you do is message them back in a couple of days and say, sorry, I've been so busy. Apologies for the delay they will literally just go, no problem. And if they get upset over the fact that you didn't respond to them right away and it took you a day or two to get back to them, well then they're probably not the best friends because your best friends know you're stressed, you've got a lot going on and it's okay to wait, it totally is okay to wait. The second piece of advice after recognition, because again, if you don't recognize you have a high sense of urgency and you're the one causing everything's an emergency all the time behavior, you can't help yourself in any other way. You have to recognize I'm doing it to myself. I need to calm the F down. Second thing, breathe. When you're anxious or you're angry, you start to breathe and take quick, shallow breaths. What you really wanna do is just go ahead and take long, calming, deep breaths. Too often, when we get ourselves worked up, we see a text message and it says, 
I'm wondering if you can do X, Y, and Z. Oh my gosh, I don't have time for this right now. Are you kidding me? I'm so busy. Are you serious right now? And that actual short breaths that you're taking, those short, shallow breaths, cause a positive feedback loop system into your brain, causing a flight or flight response. You actually jack your adrenaline up because you're taking those quick, shallow breaths and your brain is going, I need to do something. I need to fight or I need to flight. Instead, I want you to take long, deep, calming breaths. Again, only you can recognize how you are breathing. No one can tell. Well, some people can tell you, hey, what was that big, long sigh? Or, hey, do you know you're breathing really quickly? But most people are not that attuned with what, how you're breathing. So really, it's up to you. I want you to start recognizing that the anxiety is building up, the quickness is building up. I want you to stop and go, no, breathe through this. So definitely slow down and enjoy life a little bit longer simply by breathing. The other things is challenging your thoughts. For a lot of you, the reason why you have a high sense of urgency, and listen, I've been there and I get it, is the worst case scenario. If I don't respond, they're going to think I'm X, Y, and Z, then they're not going to do this, and then they're going to do that, and then the whole thing, basically, it all ends in terribleness. So the what if cycle. I've talked about this in several of my other podcasts. What if is the driver to anxiety? Anxiety is rooted in what ifs. It's what if this happens or what if that doesn't happen? And that's why you're anxious. If you knew exactly what was going to happen and you had a game plan, you're probably not so anxious because you clearly have got everything under control. If you knew going into a job interview, you definitely were going to get the job. You're probably not going to be so anxious because, well, pff, what's the point? You already know you got the job. It's going to be a lot easier job interview. But it's the what ifs. What if they hate me? What if they don't like me? What if I don't get the job, right? So the what ifs are the drivers, the worst case scenario, and you sabotage yourself without even realizing it. You need to go ahead and relax and think, is this likely going to happen? Is this even a rational thought? Trust me, guys, I have had to have many of those self-talk conversations with myself. And I go, is this really made up in my head? Is this even rational? I think I'm being crazy right now. It's totally fine to admit that. Ask yourself, has this ever happened to me before? And what's the typical scenario that plays out? And try not to get your brain going to, what's the worst that could happen? Because while that seems like a very rational question, it is irrational for those of us who suffer from anxiety and have high senses of urgency. You probably can make some really terrible what's the worst that could happen scenarios. So try not going there. Now I want you to go ahead and visualize yourself as being calm. And doing that can be very hard. I want you to practice breathing techniques. I want you to think about how you're going to be a little bit like Elsa. You're going to let it go, let it go. I'm not going to sing, guys, because nobody wants to hear that. But you know where I'm going with that. I want you to let it go, let it go for a little bit, and not reply right away. It's going to feel really awkward and probably not great at first. And you're going to have something called guilt. Guilt is a little liar. And it's going to say you're less than, you're not living up to expectations, you're failing. You did not respond to all the email messages today, Amy. You are failing miserably. It's okay to tell people, I'm really busy right now. I'll try to get to this this weekend. Or, I'm sorry, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. It's okay to say no. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to tell people that you're not ready to reply or just shoot them back a really fast message like, do this later, thanks, bye. Like, whatever it is, 
You don't have to solve all of the life's problems as they come to you immediately. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of music. And I find that when my brain starts overanalyzing and overthinking, I love to play some music. So if you find that you're super stressed and you feel like you have this high sense of urgency to solve all of life's problems right here and now, put on a jam, put on a jam and break your brain up, right? Just, I want you solely focused on that music, enjoy it, relax to it and go ahead and just get away from whatever you think you have to solve right now. I want you to also write down what you need to do because sometimes we worry about forgetting about it. If you have a high sense of urgency like me, I immediately start thinking, well, what happens if I don't do it right now? I might forget about it. So write it down. This is going to help you as you get older in life as well. So <laughs> write it down because you probably don't need to do it right now. And so I will write down, call friend so-and-so, email this person, text that person. I literally have a checklist of people I need to get back to because the reality is I would forget to get back to them if I didn't actually have a checklist. And here's a little fun fact about me. I am not a great texter. Even though I do text now, I actually use my email and my calendar are my two checklist systems. And so every Monday <laughs> on my calendar, it lists people I need to get back to, why I need to get back to them, and people I need to check in with, or things that I need to do. Otherwise, I would completely forget to do all of those things. And the nice thing is it's allowed me the affordability of not dealing with it every single thing in the moment. I also want you to go ahead and recognize that you can delegate things. That's right, people. You can delegate things. If there's a lot on your plate and you know that you're not going to be able to get to it in a timely fashion, it's okay not only to say no, but actually delegate some of that. Ask for help. What? I need you to ask for help, especially if you're a parent and you happen to be co-parenting with somebody. Sometimes one person has a high sense of urgency, like everything has to be done here and now, and someone may not. And that's a great balance. And the person who has a high sense of urgency, when you're feeling anxious, when you're losing, you're out, feeling out of control, I want you to take a pause. I want you to say to the other person, I need your help. I need your help because I feel like I can't keep up with everything. And maybe they can help to provide some guidance or say, oh, these are the things that we should prioritize. I can help you with that, right? That's amazing. So definitely feel like you are allowed to delegate or say no or set boundaries. Those are really important. And then I want you to find ways to decompress and to just reduce your stress and your anxiety. Because if you have a high sense of urgency, I guarantee you, you probably also have a high level of stress and I'm just gonna put it out there, you might also be an anxious person from time to time and that's okay, it's totally fine. We pride ourselves, the people who move super fast at lightning speed, listen, I am a to-do list crusher. I kill to-do lists. You give me a to-do list or a deadline, boom, it is done faster than everybody else and usually I'd like to pride myself maybe even a little bit better than your average person. The reality is, is that I've noticed when I start moving too fast, I make mistakes or I cut corners and I miss the chance to explore other options because unfortunately I'm moving fast at lightning speed. I have been known in my career to bulldoze over other people's ideas because we need to get this out, we need to get it out now. And I look back and wish I had collaborated a little bit more. 
The reality is, is that when you move too fast, you probably set yourself up for more work or failure or you break relationships. And it's amazing how everything needs to happen right here now because of this one little thing called the internet. Back in the day when we wanted to communicate with each other, we mailed letters or we picked up the telephone and we moved a lot slower. And now none of us have any patience. This isn't a generational thing. If you're using the internet, most of us are have a high sense of urgency. It needs to happen right here now. I had to laugh because the internet wheel was spinning on my phone and I was at UPS trying to drop off an, an Amazon return. I think it had been a nanosecond and I said to the guy, I swear the code is coming, the code is coming, the QR code is coming. And he said, it's okay, ma'am. I've literally been standing here for five seconds. And I laughed because the sense of urgency I had to make sure I had that QR code ready to go so he could take back my Amazon return. It was so crazy. What does it matter? Is it that big of a deal? If someone comes behind you in line, you can just step out of line. Move a little bit slower, breathe a little bit better. And the biggest thing that we can do is also find time to relax and figure out what relaxing looks like for each one of us. For me, it's a trail run. I know for many of you, you're like, that does not sound relaxing at all, Amy. That sounds terrible. I get it. I totally get it. But I love trail running. Put me on a trail with my dogs. That is invigorating. It brings me back to my sense of calmness and it grounds me. I know for many of you, you just feel like you were dying on the trail, but for me, it's actually beyond relaxing. So figure out what works for you so that you can relax. And then I just want you to, again, breathe, look around and enjoy life a little bit more. I know that's easier said than done. And for some of you, this doesn't resonate with you. You're like, no, Amy, it still needs to get done right here and now. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't. Most things, they can wait a little bit. They can wait a couple hours. They can even wait a couple days. And they can even wait weeks, if not months. It doesn't have to happen right here and now. There's very few things that do. I hope this podcast helps you in calming the F down. I think we can all appreciate the fact that we all need to be told from here and now, like, just calm the F down. It's not a big deal. And for those people who tell us that, great. I always need a reminder. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on being amazing. Keep on being a unicorn. And please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com.